coming from being a mom, coming from somebody who struggled in the past with eating issues, to me, it's it's feeding on a lot of insecurities and a lot of dangerous lines that you can cross unintentionally. Welcome to the Quacks and Hypochondriacs podcast. My job is to separate quack from fact in the health, fitness, and wellness industry. I'm your host, Dr. Bill Farrow, the founder of Better Health. And with me today is my amazing co-host, mother of three, fitness fanatic, film producer, news anchor, and self-described hypochondriac. Hello, Erin O'Hearn. Hello, Dr. Farrow. How are you? Good. Now, if our listeners have been listening to our other podcasts, they'll know that this is the most amazing show when it comes to health, fitness, and wellness. They can get a few laughs. And today, we are going to be talking about W-O-F, not W-T-F, but (laughs) W-T-F about W-O-F. The W-O-F stands for Water Only Fast. O-M-G. O-M-G. So a water only fast. If you thought it was hard enough to uh, watch what you were eating, maybe you just don't have to watch it all and just drink drink water. So we've been listening to- Just eliminate the the problem. Why try to Yeah, you know what? Just go straight at it. It's a lot easier to weigh water, and, and I wonder how many points are in water. Zero. Perfect. <laughs> We're going to go through this because, you know, intermittent fasting, the word fasting is, is huge. Well, this is the water-only fast. We've been listening well, to the Lewis House podcast, by the way, which is a podcast similar to ours, other than he's much nicer and much more handsome than me. Well, I don't know about that. You're not giving yourself enough credit, but I listen to it as well even though I feel a little hypocritical because I really do believe this is the only health and wellness podcast you should listen to. But I mean, as a part of the industry, we need to be a team and listen to each other every once in a while. Dr. Farrow, he interviewed, it's Dr. Alan Goldhammer. 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 Okay. Now this is what shocked me because water, now I love water. I really do. Like some people hate water because they say it tastes like nothing. I love water, especially when I squeeze lemon into it, but I also love food. So when Dr. Alan Goldhammer was saying that he had patients that will do a water only fast up to 40 days, I originally thought that was like a hunger strike, but I guess people do it on purpose for no social impact just health benefits, which is interesting to me and a little nuts, but I wanted to get your feedback and, you know, sort of discuss this philosophy and and this approach to to wellness. Sure. So interesting about Dr. Goldhammer, he's also a fellow quack, so he's a chiropractor. So leave it to us chiropractors to come up with the quackiest things on the planet. Just stick to cracking everybody's back, okay? I know, just go back to to what you know. Well, you know, what's the reason why actually, you know, is what led me to this is I just realized that if I did the diet and nutrition, then a lot of this, the aches and pains would go away. I was actually talking to Dr. Charlie today and he was saying he was dealing with all these osteoarthritis folks and just by changing their diet, their knee pain would go away. But then he was finding that even people with osteoarthritis in, in their hands were going away. Now, theoretically, you would think, well, yeah, if they lose weight, then you're going to take pressure off the knee, which means they'd have less knee pain. Then why does it explain if they lose weight that their hand pain would go away? And that's just obviously because of the inflammation within the body and, mm-hmm. and fat cells hold on to inflammation. And so I think there's a reason why a lot of us crazy quack chiropractors have kind of gone into this space is because we've been able to see 
you know, what other profession other than physical therapy are you really seeing people three times a week, you're really getting to know what their healthy habits are, what they eat, what they like to eat. And for us, we were inside the gym. So it's not too far off to me that the chiropractor would come up and, and look at the benefits of fasting and potentially come up with what we consider a water only fast. Why you would do it for five days, 10 days, 40 days, and why only up to 40 days, you know, he can, you can do it up to 40 days. I'm sure he's got some science and research behind it. But ultimately, it comes down to what are the benefits of this, right? Why? You know, okay, we can talk about the water on fast, but what is he describing as the benefits? Before you share the sort of the excerpt, I, I also think it's important to at least discuss or bring up what could potentially be the downside of it, because I can't imagine, and maybe I'm wrong because I'm not a doctor, I'm not a quack, I'm just a hypochondriac. I can't imagine this is a one-size-fits-all approach. Correct. And I think he, he speaks to the fact that it's supervised. So you, it's, it's best to do this while supervised so you can, you know, yeah. head off any potential downfalls of it. But he, honestly, before we even get there, we're already talking about doing it. I'm not, I don't even know if we should do it. Right. And then if you did do it, what are the potential downfalls? Let's talk about what his benefits are. And then I'll give you my, my take on it. You know, I know like MIT scientists, and there's a lot of studies out there that showing that you know, in 24 hours of fasting, it has some regenerative powers on, on certain cells. And, you know, there's some studies out there that show a certain level of fasting shows to improve certain cellular functions. And, and so let's see what his benefits are. And then we can say, well, that is one way to get those benefits, but there are, are there other ways of getting those benefits that it might be safer or, Hey, this is just a great way to do it. So All right. he's being interviewed here uh, by Lewis house and he's taught in Lewis house asked them basically what are the benefits so here we go what are the three main benefits that you see with pretty much everyone that goes through water only fasting three biggest things that you see whether it be seven or 70 days well you know is it, they look younger is it the clearer skin is it they're burning fat is it their internally their cells are changing what's the three main benefits you see it's hard to different there's so many benefits I'm, it'd be hard to say which are the three down but I can talk about some of the benefits yeah. that we see certainly you see weight loss you can't help that right. the laws of physics and thermodynamics <laughs> say if you don't eat you're gonna lose weight we know that weight loss is about a pound a day now that pound, pound a day, a day that's water correct. only. Average weight loss is a pound a day. Now some of that's water, right. some of it's protein, some of it's fiber, some of it's glycogen, and some of it's fat. And of that fat, some of it's adipose tissue, some of it's, of it's visceral fat. The visceral now, is what you want to burn, right? You well, visceral get... fat is the one that's most associated with pathology. In fact, probably shouldn't be very much visceral fat. Visceral fat's what happens when the body has no place else to put fuel, and so you'll store some additional visceral fat. And the higher the visceral fat, generally the, the worse you off are, right. simplistically speaking. Right. And so we just did a study where we took um, a DEXA scanner that has software that allows us to do um, precise whole body composition. So not just how much fat and protein there is, but how much visceral fat there is. Internally and, and externally, right? Exactly, so the visceral fat, typically you think about uh, an apple or strung in the yeah. belly and it, it, around the organs, that internal fat. So There's a lot of visceral fat around the organs as well, yes. right? That is not good for you. Yeah, that's not thought to be very that's helpful. Not good. I mean, the belly fat that people see is not good, obviously, right. but the stuff that's surrounding all the organs is, you don't want to have a lot of that fat, right? That's correct. Okay. And so the question is, what can you do to get rid of it? And uh -huh. any type of dieting will cause various types of body changes, but the 
approach that's shown the most effective at mobilizing visceral fat is actually fasting. Fasting is the mo highest ratio of visceral fat to uh, adipose tissue mobilization. For example, typical uh, patient in the study might lose 20% uh, of their fat, but would lose over 50% of their visceral fat during a couple weeks of fasting, even though they only lose 4% of their lean tissue. And what's mm. even more exciting is we look at, okay, what happens during fasting? Let's say, for example, a person loses 10 pounds, and we know some of that is water, some of it's fibroglycogen, some of it's adipose tissue, some of it's visceral fat. Then what happens after fasting? So you lose 10 pounds, you might regain five pounds. Right. You're gonna gain about two pounds of glycogen, because you have sugar stores in your muscles that'll be depleted within a couple days of fasting. Mm -hmm. You're gonna rehydrate, because there's a little right. physiological dehydration during fasting. You're gonna put fiber back into your gut, mm -hmm. because your gut's not gonna have had uh, fiber being added to it. You're gonna uh, pump up your muscle cells again, because right. you'll have depleted a little bit so of glucose in order to maintain the glucose, the core glucose that your brain needed. And you're going to uh, theoretically put back on fat. But after fasting, Assuming a person adopts a whole plant food SOS-free diet, what we found was weight comes off, weight comes back on. But the weight that comes back on is glycogen, water, fiber, and protein, not, not fat. fat. Fat continues to drop. All right. So I think that that is kind of the, the core basis of their fist bumping. Okay. I'm just going to say it once, and then I will back off. The other reason the fist pumping is because the string of words that are that complicated to use to be able to say those <laughs> um, <laughs> as fast as they did and in a way that, frankly, I really didn't understand because they were going through it so quickly. But anyway, that that was the other reason I thought they were doing the fist pump. But it, it's fine. Like I get what they were saying. I think it was a little convoluted. But anyway, I'll defer to you on that. I, I get it. It's the visceral fat. They're saying that the, the fat, the, the stuff you're losing isn't permanent, but what it does is give the body a reset. Yeah. So you're, the, the visceral fat, the fat around the organs is what most, what almost everybody's trying to go through for ultimate health benefit, right? You don't want sure. that fat around your organs. I, I would argue you don't want it around uh, your belly either, because as you know, extra adipose tissue causes inflammation and inflammation causes insulin resistance. And so the premise of getting rid of visceral fat makes sense. The idea that you're saying a pound per day, I, I'm okay with that. I, I see that with our, our clients, half a pound to a pound a day. It usually averages about three quarters of a pound a day. Um, but of course we're doing it without just having water. You're doing it with fruits, vegetables, and lean proteins. So I understand the concept of getting the body to reduce visceral fat. And I believe if you just went on strictly water, you could do that. I don't think what he's saying is untrue. I think you definitely would see those effects. I also believe that from some of the research looked at is some sort of fasting does do the body good, just like some sort of exercise because exercise technically is a stress, right? So your body builds back stronger. So this, this is like a physiological stress that you're placing on the body. I can see that part of it. What I'm not sold on is if I could do the same thing by eating whole foods, vegetables, and fruits, and making sure that the fiber he was discussing was still there so that I, I also could make sure my microbiome was getting fed properly. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's necessary, you know, if the water only makes sense. Conversely to that, there are some studies out there that show fasting for uh, 12 to 24 hours also helps your body rid itself of bad bacteria and keeps the good bacteria. So maybe there's some, some form of water only fasting for 24 hours once a week or, or two days 
maybe there's some form of this that works. Or maybe he's right. Maybe you can do two weeks of this a year, get rid of all that visceral unsightly fat, and then go back to, and I think this was the key he said, all plant-based diet. So he's not only saying, let's go on a water fast diet. He's also saying, of course, you have to change your long-term habits. That's where I think you might have a problem. You went from drinking water for 40 days. Now all of a sudden you're saying me to shift into eating three to four times a day and eating plant-based diet. I don't know how, if you've lost the habit of, of cooking and preparing and this water only fast is working for you, how easy it is for your body to then go back into eating. So not really sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't, but I think that the, the missing component here that, and, and listen, I, I mean, you have to listen to the whole podcast, but just, if we're just specifically talking about this segment and, and then the water, the water fasting, I think what you're forgetting too is, and I know you're touching on this, but the sustainability of having that kind of lifestyle and the psychological effects of, of fasting that long or shocking your body into this extreme form of, and it really is dieting. I mean, 40 days of fasting, that's a long time. It's really extreme. And I come from a different, I think, perspective in that if, you know, my daughter came to me at 25 and said, I want to do a, you know, 30 day water only fasting there's no way I would condone that because you're going down a very slippery slope with some people as far as the psychological component of starving yourself versus fasting and what the ultimate benefits you're looking for are. So, you know, I'm looking at it as, as better health, teaches a different way of living, right? A different way of preparing foods, a different way of looking at foods, a different way of incorporating a variety of foods that's that you can still get the same benefits from, but it's a healthier psychological approach. To me, I guess my question is, is this really healthy psychologically for people to just eliminate? You can't eliminate food. It just, it's not possible. It's called anorexia. <laughs> like I, that's where I get worried. I agree. I, and you know, that like now all of a sudden you're in your family, right? And you're, your mom, Hey mom, what am I having for dinner? You're having this mom. What are you having? I'm having a glass of water. Yeah. It's really bad. Maybe he's not saying 40 days, always 40 days. Maybe he's saying, well, you know, maybe they just did this for 24 hours a week or for two days. Maybe there would be some long, you know, long-standing benefits to having this in your tool belt, if you will, for long-term health, because there are studies that show that 24-hour fasting, A, can help your microbiome and also can help uh, re regenerative cells. And, and so maybe not, don't use it as a tool of dieting. Don't use it as a tool of losing weight like he's talking to, even though it will happen, but maybe use it as a tool to supercharge. Because if your daughter came to you and say, hey, you want to do an Ironman with me? You'd be like, yes, that's great. But that's not necessarily the best thing to put your body through, but it would be kind of an exciting challenge. So maybe the, the fasting in the form of, of challenging your body or next leveling it makes sense versus my weight is off. I'm not doing well. Let me use this water fast as a, as a shortcut, so to speak, to get there. Because as you mentioned, there's all these other psychological issues that come with it. Yeah. I mean, I guess I think that my kids are still really young to do that. What I fear is that the intention of using it as a tool isn't actually what happens, right? So it's no different than, like you said, exercise. 
Okay. So all this, the intention isn't to become obsessive and to not, and to try to burn off every calorie that you consume, but something happens in some people where, you know, however they're feeling or however they're looking after the fact does become an obsession or does become something that's unhealthy, even though the intention was to be healthier. So I don't, you know, coming from being a mom, coming from somebody who struggled in the past with eating issues, to me, it's, it's feeding on a lot of insecurities and a lot of dangerous lines that you can cross unintentionally. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you, if you came to me and said, listen, I'm struggling, I have type two diabetes, I got to do something, I have kidney, liver disease, and I just need to jumpstart something. And maybe this will help me, you know, just in a five day or a two to five day period, help me get started. But I have a plan three days from now to also incorporating lean proteins, fruits, vegetables, and this will give me the start. And I, I don't know if I'd have a, a big issue with someone who told me that, Hey, I'm going to start with just a 24 hour water cleanse. Just kind of clear I me either. out. Yeah. So that I think is a potential great opportunity here. I personally just, I'm looking at it like I'm putting somebody on a program where we spend two weeks figuring out getting them started and eating these fruits and vegetables. And of course, drinking tons of water or, you know, we have people drinking 60, 70 ounces of water a day and also making sure we don't flush out their electrolytes. So if you do a water only fast then maybe it leads you to drink more water, you know, that's potentially one of the dangers, but I'm looking at it like, you know what, maybe it would be pretty cool even for me to say, Hey, one, one day a month, or two days a month, I'm just going to fast for full 24 hours feeding into the studies that show fasting does play an effect in your longevity. And then when I think back to how we came about as humans, like what, one of the shows that struck me really well is that show uh, Alone. Have you watched Alone on Netflix where they, there's 10 people, they put them out in the middle of the wilderness and they give them like 14 items and they see if they can last for a hundred days. No. So for a hundred days, you see them hunting, gathering, and they're not eating a lot. And our ancestors didn't eat a lot, right? It wasn't like they just had food all the time. There was, it might be a day that they didn't eat. And that's the same with certain animals, right? Certain animals don't eat all the time. They are typically on a water only fast. So I wonder if maybe we lost something in our ancestral roots that helped us stay stronger and healthier by never, never having a, a period of fasting, right? Because we don't in, in US, we never have a period of fasting. So maybe what we come to learn that is healthy, we may have got lost in translation. Now, I don't think 40 days is healthy and I don't think five days is healthy, but maybe it's not so bad if it was just one day because that's how our ancestors got through. And I watched that show and alone, I'm like, man, these people can go a few days of just water and then food. Now, most of them lose their damn minds <laughs> after 30 right. days, right? So they, they do need that protein and those resources, but potentially there's some some benefit to getting a little bit back to those ancestral roots and saying, you know what, today I'm not going to eat. And that's fine. But like, and forgive me for getting off track, but I want you to think about what you just said, which is if you had it, you know, if you're struggling with diabetes or, you know, you have other health conditions that would warrant some sort of jump start, I want you to think about with all due respect to those two men, like who their audience is and who's really listening to what they're saying, because I don't know if they speak to all the people who 
actually need that 24 hour 48 fast, right? To me, there's somewhat an elitist language that's used, an elitist approach. And it's, it really comes from a place of having the ability, the time, the mental capacity, the motivation, because there's a million other stressors to actually do that and be focused on it. So, and I'm not trying to, to kiss your butt here, but like one of the things I like about your program, it just, it incorporates a lot of different lifestyles, a lot of different schedules, a lot of different lifestyle factors that people struggle with. And that can also be, that can be an impediment to them having really healthy eating habits. So I just, even in the way, you know, you explain how you feel, you explain how the process works. I just think it's a more relatable approach. I'm not saying that the fasting can't be incorporated into that, but when you're focusing just on that, I think you're speaking to the wrong people. Sure, but I, I, I just want to be fair to, to this doctor. He is promoting that fasting is part of the program. The other part is his education on food and he's got plant-based books and, and recipes and he is focusing on lifestyle. He's using this as a tool to, to get someone started and kind of, I guess, reset or, or use the powers that happen with fasting. So I want to be fair to them that I don't think he's just saying, go fasting, that's it. He's saying, this is like, this is the start of his program. And I, I did read his research where he said, when clients decide to end their fast. So he leaves it up to them to say, sure. is it the eighth day, ninth day? Like, am I feeling good? And so I think the fact that it's supervised could provide a great benefit. Again, to your point, is it necessary if you can accomplish the same thing without just having water all the time? What's best long-term? I agree with you. And that's why when people ask me about fasting, I say, well, actually you fast every night when you go to bed. Uh, that's why they call it breakfast because you're breaking the fast. And so you can do a little bit of fasting on your own. And you'll notice even in my blueprint, oftentimes I'll tell people, well, just delay your first meal another hour or two so you can stay in fasting a little bit longer. So it's kind of our form of intermittent fasting. But I've often wondered, would I even give it a go for a 24-hour period of just drinking water? And I'd say oftentimes I have when I'm working hard, you know, I'm like, holy crap, I forgot to eat today. But would I potentially attempt it? I definitely don't think I could do two days or would want to do two days. And that's why I don't think I would fully recommend it. But I also, if someone said to me, I think I want to try this approach, I don't think I necessarily would shy them away from it. I'd say, you know what? You got to see if it works good for you. And if your body's feeling good, I'm sure this guy's got a ton of testimonies of people saying that this worked for them. And then after that, they were able to sustain it. But the jury's out whether I think I would totally incorporate it into, you know, kind of what we're doing. Well, once again, you're a much kinder person than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I would try it. I would, I would try it. I just wouldn't, there's no well, way. Let me, let, yeah, let me give you this from MIT. Age-related loss, so aging process of stem cell function can be reversed by a 24-hour fast, according to MIT biologists. Okay. So now that we're saying, well, there's a physiological process that's getting helpful, getting helped from age-related loss, right? So you could call it reversing the aging process, if you will, of the stem cell functions. You know how important stem cell functions are. And the research has found that fasting dramatically improves stem cells' ability to regenerate, 
and then this was in mice, so they did an aged and young mice. And they said in fasting mice, cells begin breaking down fatty acids instead of glucose, a change that stimulates the cells to become more regenerative. So maybe I would say personally, no, let me try a 24 hour. Maybe I do it every once in a while, you know, now that the study is out there. Well, what would and you say? Like once a week, once a month? Yeah, you know, I would say once a, once a week might not be a bad idea. And, and also that I remember that because I'm always talking about gut health, that there were some studies that it could actually help older people recover from GI infections and even help cancer patients undergoing chemotherapy because you're some of the, well, the cancer people say, you know, you don't want to feed the cancer. This is having the regenerative effect on stem cells. You're, you're starving out some of the bad bacteria. It's saying it's okay for the good bacteria. The effect it's having on the intestines is helping with regeneration. And uh, I think it was the MIT professor said, it provides evidence that fasting induced a metabolic switch in the intestinal stem cells from utilizing carbohydrates to burning fat. Now that makes sense, right? Because mm -hmm. you don't have carbohydrates, your body says, well, then I better start, you know, quote unquote, burn, I hate the word burning fat because we don't say burning carbohydrates. You, they say utilizing carb carbohydrates and burning fat. It's crazy how we, we talk about it that way. What's the difference? But ultimately, I would say that that does lead to that switch. Does it mean that you should be doing it all the time long-term? Probably not, but maybe, you know, the body's natural 24 hour rhythm. That's what happens at night when you're sleeping, your body is burning, is uh, utilizing. See, I just said the word again, utilizing that fat and it's turning it into carbon dioxide, which you breathe it out. We think of burning, like sweating it out. So I don't know. I'm, Which I'm, I just I'm, did. I'm, I'm I getting. Just, yeah. I just ran. I'm getting sold on this. I'm getting sold on this, Aaron. I'm getting sold. Right. On well, this. I'll tell you what. I don't now. I once you say anti-aging or reverse aging, of course I'm sold <laughs> on it. But um, I I do understand the benefits of feeling good with it if you sort of allow yourself to just get out of your comfort zone of getting up and having a cup of coffee and breakfast or lunch or whatever because it's kind of like a daunting task, right? Because eating is just part of what you do every day. Right. And sometimes you don't even think about it. You're just like grab a snack or like you're preparing dinner and you, you know, you munch on whether it's cheese or carrots or celery or chocolate, whatever it is, you don't necessarily think about it. So if part of it is getting into the mental state of it's not, it's temporary and it, one day isn't gonna, like, you're not gonna go crazy. So you have to be like mentally okay with it. But I have had days where, like you said, I've been working or for some other reason that wasn't intentional. I've gone at, you know, almost 24 hours, maybe more like 16 or 18 without eating. And I do have to tell you, you do feel better. I mean, waking up in the morning and having had a light dinner as opposed to, you know, like a couple over the weekend, the kids had um, all these tournaments. We came home and I don't know, I think we all like ate our weight from chicken wings. Right. So <laughs> the next morning I woke up and I'm like, I'm like, I can't, like, I feel like there's a rock in my stomach and I hated it. Right. The, the nights that were too busy or I'm like, you know what? I just, I had a decent lunch and I just want to get to bed the next morning. I feel so much better. Like I feel more energetic and, and frankly, I don't have the temptation to eat junk or like eat unhealthy. So there's probably a lot of benefits as far as just getting your body into a rhythm where it's not 
just piling on habit upon habit or you're not Agreed. you're not using food as a way to make yourself feel better because you feel lousy because you eat food <laughs> does that make well, sense well, like i mean yeah it like, does it does it. i'm and just you know, gonna i'm just gonna eat a croissant this morning because i already had chicken wings last night and and that's maybe where intermittent fasting has started to come it's like all right well i'll do two days of you know i think harvard was the one that came up with the five and two where it was like they were studying, you know, putting five days of eating and two days of, of fasting. Maybe that's where this intermittent fasting trend has started is that people yeah. realize there's a, there's something in between here. Now, the negative, the super negative for someone like you is, well, you can't work out and do this, right? right? He talked about how you're going to burn certain proteins, carbohydrates, and uh, adipose tissue, like you will burn a lot of protein. So even with better health, I tell people, hey, when you first start, our goal is to get your intestines, your digestive health, low inflammation first. If you add exercise, like you still want to do exercise, light exercise at first, but if you add a heavy exercise, you're now not doing intermittent fasting. You're doing intermittent upheaval, right? Now your body's yeah. like, yeah, wait yeah, a yeah. second. Now you really are on that show alone in Alaska where right. these guys are, and, and it's guys and gals out there chopping wood, but with no fuel, eventually they're just sitting around their camp exhausted and lethargic. So that, that's why I think this this would be the, most, the toughest for you because the fact that you are exercising so much you don't want to give up your exercise so intermittent fasting would be very tough for you to accomplish well i do a form of it i mean i'm not a breakfast eater but if i were to make a commitment which by the end of the show i would like to make a commitment to it starting in the fall because i have some vacation coming up and i'm really not interested in making my vacation this fall um <laughs> i um I think that I was actually thinking about this and I've been exercising a lot because I've also been playing more tennis and I do think I need to reset as far as I, I need a day off because I'm starting, I mean, I'm not 25, I'm not even 35 anymore. So I need a day out of the week where I literally, what, I mean, if it's just walking the dog, that's fine. Cause I, I don't like to just be sedentary, but it can't be you know, power yoga, it can't be a run, it can't be, you know, a Sean T, it's just got to be a light walk, right? So maybe the way to commit myself to that is by committing to one day a week of like a water fast, and that's the day I do it. So I'm sort of forced to not exercise. Um, can you explain Sean T? Oh, shut up. Sean T. Come on, tell, yeah, I mean, that's showing your age. Is he still out there doing that? Yeah, Beachbody On Demand. You, he's like, you, it, he's he's pushing 50, I bet, and he's still doing new videos. Yeah, I like how he talks to, talks about himself in the third person on those videos. Sean T says, let's do this, Sean T. <laughs> you're like, and, and you're hating him the whole time. You're like, screw you, Sean T. I'm not doing this, Sean T. You know, Bill, you know what Dr. Ferris says? Shanti should shut up right now because I'm not going to turn it into overdrive. But he's turned overdrive. What else does he say? He has some funny ones. It's, he has a lot, a lot of Shantiisms. I can't think of it right now. But I was like, I know you hate me. I'm like, yes. Yes, I, I do. You. And what was funny when I first did his videos, there was a, a Filipino girl next to him that looked just like Amber, my wife. We'd be doing it. And I'm like, you're doing Shanti. I'm like, keep up with the other Amber. Keep up with the other Amber. <laughs> Those, that was, that was fun, fun work. I don't do those as much anymore. Sal does, my husband does them a lot. It's too much jumping. He actually, in his older age, 
has some new programs out where there's no, it's low impact because he's got it. I, I can't imagine his body can sustain all that yeah. jumping anymore either, but he's in great shape. But anyway, not to make this about me or my exercise program, but I was more, <laughs> it was more going to say like, can we, maybe you and I commit to it because we already have committed to like eating sort of the, in the better health, not sort of, we, the, I follow your, the program. I always have, you know, I have cheat days once in a while, but like I, for the most part, that's just how we eat, like my whole family. But yeah, if we incorporate, my husband will not do it. I, I'll tell you right now, but I need somebody to do it with and I'm not going to do it. Oh no, I'll, I'll do it. And you know, I agree with what the doctor said is like people are like, well, all right, well, it's just going to come right back. People say that about my program. Okay. This person just lost 22 pounds in the first month. The, it's just going to come right back. And what I tried to explain to the people, much like what the doctor saying, no, because we did it in a healthy way. We've, we've made sure your microbiome's good, your lower inflammatory foods, and your body got rid of that visceral fat. And because it's in a healthier place and it's not stuck in fight or flight mode, because here's the emotional and, and toxic component to it. So don't do a water only fast and still, you know, uh, lather yourself with toxins. Don't do a water-only fast and then go right back to your old eating habits. Same right. thing with better health. The goal is to describe those different eating habits. Now, I don't know if my clients are coming to me and they're already super stressed out and they got enough on their plate and they are trying to feed for a family. Does it make sense to, quote unquote, starve those people? Because that's what the fast will do while they're just trying to get their hands out. They're already so hungry because they're in fight or flight all the time and their body's craving sodium, potassium, and sugar to replenish it. I don't know if the water only fast will just exacerbate that, make that right. different. So I would probably say, this is something you should do while you're already in a healthier place. So let's start with fruits, vegetables, lean proteins and water, and then maybe 20 days in, 30 days in. All right, now let's just try to do an all water. I think you're hundred percent right. And I guess that's the point I was getting at. Yeah. Before. Yeah, okay. So let me just note, Erin said I'm hundred percent right. Uh, might be the first time she's ever said 100%. I've scored 98% before, but not 100%. So I've just scored 100%. Well, you caught me on a good day, so it'll never happen Yes, again. I did. You're in a happy day. because <laughs> Did you already go for your workout? Or you're about to play I did. Tennis? That's what? why I'm in such a good mood. It's done. Did you play tennis? No, not yet. I don't think I'm going to Ooh. today because I actually the kids are playing tennis at 1 o'clock. And then the, Sebastian has tryouts. Uh, tonight and I have to get blood work tomorrow. So, you know, I'm not water fasting, but yeah, I'm trying to be really yeah. healthy. Uh, so to close the show, I have to tell you something. I'm oh, great. Skittles, Sour Patch Kids, and a thousand other foods have titanium dioxide in it. European study came out yesterday and they said, that's it. It's no longer allowed in any foods in Europe because it is changing our DNA. Really? Of course, in the US, we'll probably adopt it 10 years later from now because you know we have such a powerful lobby on Skittles and Sour Patch Kids, and it's literally one of the biggest preservatives out there. But What other foods you know, is it, would it be in that, like, I'm, I don't eat Skittles and, and Sour Patch Kids. And, and honestly, uh, two of my kids now have braces, so they don't eat it either. Not that they ever did before, but- they probably had it five times in their life. So it's basically they're saying that titanium dioxide can no longer be considered as a safe when used food additive, which is 
insane. More than 3,000 ultra processed foods, Swedish fish, Jello, Little Debbie's Tasty Cakes, Sour Patch Kids, etc. cetera, uh, have this in there. Pop-Tarts, Rice Krispie Treats, Cheez-Its, almost 1,250 other ultra processed foods have been using this additive. You know, I've been saying this forever and there's this guy right now that he's a chemist and he makes fun of people that want to go chemical free. He's like, you don't understand science. When we use sodium benzate, it's not going to turn into benzene because, you know, I can see how a, a chemist could prove that these things are fine in small doses, but when there's constant doses and then all the other toxicity we have in our environment, of course, this is why we're having such problems with obesity, diet diabetes, depression, mental health issues, cancers, no matter all the medical science we have and all the chemistry we have, this is like groundbreaking and right. something that everybody needs to, and, and so not just think of, well, I don't eat Skittles. No, well, it's in so many food additives. Yeah, and, I if, know. and if this food additive is doing that and preservative, what are the other ones doing? So th it's really the more than you worry about fasting really got to, the thing you should be fasting for most is anything processed with preservatives in it. Well, maybe I'll just save myself a few nights of no sleep by doing the water fast for 40 days because it does seem like it's the only safe thing to consume. You know, and it might get this stuff out of your body. I mean, I like Atkins bars, Atkins trail mix, Atkins candies, Atkins salty mix has it in there. Um, baby bottle cup candy, let's see, Bear Creek, Best choice. So all those best choice, instant oatmeal, peaches and cream, Betty Crocker. This is going to affect a lot of people. Maybe not in our country because we won't, you know, hold anybody accountable to anything. But this spreadsheet has everything in it. I got to make this live on our site. So people see yeah. Carvel, Charms. Oh, my God. Wegmans. All right, listen, uh, we can list forever, but you're getting yes. boring. So let's wrap it up and, Thank you. and we'll save this for next time. Okay, WTF on the on the water only fast is maybe. Maybe. Right? We'll try maybe. it come, come, maybe. August, come September 1st. We're going to try it every Monday. Yeah, we'll give it a shot. And then process and ultra processed foods. No, thank you. Go check no, it out. You. Go check out the, no, we'll put sir. the link to this. Uh, no, sir. Not, Aaron, yes, sir. It's no, sir. No, sir. That's the new one. Said, no, sir. Let's go. No, let's not go. Let's not eat that stuff. Well, everyone, thanks for listening to the Quacks and Hypochondrics podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, do all the things that help us and help you find the next episode. And our sponsor, again, BETR Health, BetterHealth.com. It's not a water fast. It's amazing. Water fast pretty cool, too. The episode is edited and produced by Earfluence. Aaron O'Hearn, I love you. I hope I love our you too, with no together this, this summer. Yes, no more. And uh, when we see each other, we will um, water fast, alcohol consume. <laughs> Enjoy you for the next podcast. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Hey there, listeners. Did you know we not only have an award-winning podcast, but we have an amazing blog to go with it? If you go over to BETRHealth.com and click on the blog button, you'll have access to recipes, member stories, food is medicine tips, and so much more. That's betrhealth.com slash blog.